Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Ah, oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Come on, then you do a good intro. Hello, welcome to the podcast. What was that? It's a fucking good intro. It's what it needs. Welcome to Sloss and Humphreys on the road. I am Sloss slash Cream. He is Kai slash Maggins. We, we are cranky as fuck right now. Oh, it's just... So, we've had a lovely tour so far in uh, mainland Europe. But uh, after Zagreb, we had... We went, we had to stay for drinks with everyone there because it's such a good show. Went to bed at two. And there was a few people back in Natasha Nino's house, so we all went back. Uh, I, I mean, my arm was so easily twisted. Right. I was, I was just going to you. I was, we we're walking to the house, and I was just having a pep talk with you. And look, we've got a lobby call at like five o'clock. It's nearly one o'clock now. Like, well, we have to. Let's not drink tonight. And, uh, and then while we're having that conversation, Natasha, I was on the phone, Nino and went, Nino's in the shop, do you want wine? Mm-hmm. I was like, we're both like, yeah, red, please. Ah, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have one. <laughs> so we went, yeah, so probably went to bed about two, and then lobby call was 5 a.m., and then went to, um, fucking, where were we yesterday? Oh, Cluj in Transylvania, and went to bed so 12. I, I, did, I didn't go to sleep at all after Zagreb. I powered right through because I was so worried about sleeping in. But then um, this morning we had a lobby call at 4.45. Four, four, yeah. And it's just two days of three hours sleep. Yeah. And you can nap and stuff. And if people go, you can sleep on, I sleep on planes. So, like, it's not the same as an eight-hour sleep. No. It's just not. <laughs> so I'm in a few days now. Like, I'm so confused. I'm confused with anything. The main thing that's confusing is, is are we in the same seats? Why do you never answer us when I ask? Because <laughs> you were like a petulant child. It's a thing for years with my, when my brothers were younger. And the reason my brothers are such shitty little... Oh, they're getting better now. But the reason they were shitty for ages was because whenever they did stuff to annoy me, I would react. And that's why they did oh. it. They did it to get a reaction. And I would react. And then... Because they're kids. And that's the only way they knew how to get my attention. If they did something nice, I wouldn't react. If they did something horrible, I would react. And it was a stupid thing. And I've learned that now. You do it to get a reaction, and you're no longer getting a reaction. I'll not react. Well, it's, it's, it's funny that your tactics hasn't worked for four years. Because the, the reason I bring this up is because there's people that didn't listen to the podcast where we talked about this. And they're seeing my Snapchat and mm-hmm. Instagram feed, and they, they don't get where it came from. It came from were first tour four years ago. Yeah. And just for the, all those people asking the question, it also wasn't funny then. No, it wasn't meant to be funny then. The original one was I was asking you if we sat next to each other uh-huh. because you had your boarding pass, I had mine. And just to say if we sit seated together, I said, are we in the same seats? But meaning I was sitting next to each other and mm-hmm. you were laughing and saying, go and stand in the corner for 30 seconds, you fucking mug. Why would we be in the same seats? Because mm-hmm. your number's not going to be printed the exact same on the ticket. Mm. So... I just decided to do it the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and I've done it non-stop for four years. Because you're a petulant child. And it's been like water torture for you. <laughs> you can see you're dying a little bit more inside every day. Just surprising. You haven't died inside. Like, oh, I love it. Because you know what? It's like I was getting a little bit bored of it. It was almost like I was doing it reluctantly too. I would sometimes be getting on the flight with you next year going, we're in the same seats. I couldn't be asked to do it, but now that I've gotten into Snapchat and Instagram and I can share with the world your misery when I say it, oh, it brings us a new little bit of joy. Uh, I mean, it's... it's do you know, I, I nearly ran out of battery today and couldn't, nearly couldn't do it. It's highly hypocritical of you so they're being like, why do you take... Because your, your whole big complaint to me was, why do I take joy in your misery? That is one of the reasons. Like, the other day when your handle on your luggage broke... Just anytime, anytime I'm about to feel bad about something happening to you, I just remember how often you do that every day on tour, and I'm like, there's not enough bad things that can happen even, to you. I don't think we've mentioned that on the podcast. What? The, uh, the luggage handle break. No, we've not. Because we, we, we mentioned it in the Q&A, so we have talked about it. But uh, this, and actually, brought it up on, um, before it happened, I brought up, this is a bad thing on you when we're done, I love you, but. Mm. Is, uh, my and I apologised for it then, and I absolutely take it back now. My luggage handle uh, broke, so I just bought an eight-pound suitcase, and uh, I went to get the handle out, and the handle's just stuck in, like, solid. I couldn't get it out. 
I'm just rolling around this big fucking hefty suitcase with no handle. And um, I've never seen you so happy. <laughs> you happy now we living it? <laughs> Your face, you were so annoyed. It's so sad. You just kept trying to. I'm gonna be too ahead of us. <laughs> and you always look to me for sympathy, and you know you're never gonna get it. But every time, there's just these big, like because I'm just surprised that you haven't like learned that. Just, just I wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have noticed had you just left it and then fixed it yourself later on. But it was just the. Oh, but oh I, no, my, I was, my baggage handle was, was broken. <laughs> I was in such a good mood today. In fact, I confused the promoter, something rotten, because we're in Sofia right now, and the promoter was helping us in the hotel get, get checked in and stuff. And um, I, I took the handle out, and with a little bit of um, elbow grease, it come out, mm. and then once it was out, it would close and go back in again. And I was just looking at you going, ha-ha! And I was like opening my handle, pulling my handle out, putting it back in. You look like, like the biggest simpleton in the world. Be like, look, up uh, and down. I was like, in your face! Aha! Oh, how do you like that? How did the promoters look at this guy? Fucking hell. Fucking this guy loves luggage. Uh, but then I had the momentary panic where I was like, well, if the handle works, it may not be mine. <laughs> yeah. I quickly opened it, not a check. <laughs> um, so, last time, where, 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 where did we do the last podcast? I don't know. Um, Vienna? No. Was it. Where were we? Listeners, where were we? Shout. Where, shout it. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, that is another thing I have to bring up, right? You, um, I, I, I've, I've, I'm actually empathetic to your struggle in this part, which is um, when it comes to your accent. Like, you cannot help your accent. It's like where you're raised and stuff. And also, uh, you've got the advantage of when we tour in the UK, you know, you, uh, it, it's not as bad there. People still understand you because they've met, you know, Geordie's. Uh, before, but then you've got the thing of in my company as well because I'm so fluent in Geordie now. Like even if I miss seven words that you've said, I can work it out by the end of the sentence. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other day <laughs> doing the encore in Zagreb, there were so many points when I just had to stop you, and I was like, "You are doing this gig as if you're talking to me." <laughs> like you were literally, uh, and just there was points, and you were getting so frustrated by it, and you were getting frustrated at me for calling you out, on it, and I was like, "You'd not know like." They, the reason they are laughing is because they understood nothing you just said, and I literally had to join well, in. You know what it is when when I'm doing my set, right? I've I've worked out how like how I need to pitch it, what words I need to enunciate. Yeah, uh, I've learned how to tell those stories to be understood. But, but when you're in free form, it's well, such a different. Yeah, and um, like I I can't plan for what we're going to talk about on the on the on the bit at the end. And also, I've been sat backstage having a drink. Aye. So you're coming on fucking... Having a skin full of wine. Yeah, there's also several times you do it with... Every time we go, uh, every time we meet a promoter or whatever, like we had uh, the lovely Flavia in Cluj, we have... um, Oh, balls, what's his name for today? Florin? Ivo. Oh, Ivan today. Uh, Because some tour promoters we have, like there's Tin in... um, Ljubljana. Ljubljana, who speak, and Nino and Natasha in uh, Croatia, who speak absolutely uh, fluent English. They've almost and got like a slight English accent too. Yeah. Like uh, they've barely got the yeah. Slavic accent. But here, there's points when, like, I could, <laughs> you're probably, you've learned how to slow down your accent, but you've not uh, learned how to take colloquialisms out of your speech in reverence. So you'll be talking about, like, they're like, how was your flight? And you're like, Ah, oh, you know, it was fine. And it's like, no, it, like you've confused them with the first part of the sentence. I, uh, I was canny. <laughs> yeah. I, it was canny. I, it so was like, canny. So, but like, try and, try and decipher that from the. Someone's learned English, right? Yeah. Learned yes means yes. And the canny isn't a word, right? Yeah. So, and I is a letter. How was your flight? I, it was canny. Right, imagine hearing that as one word. I was canny. It's like the name of a fucking motorbike. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, what type of motorbike you got? I got an Iowa Canny 3000. All right, it's diesel. <laughs> it's got turbo injection. Can you get diesel motorbikes? Are they not all diesel? I don't, I don't think so. Why? Like, this is something I'm completely ignorant in. But I, in my head, diesel's like an economy fuel. And, like, 
motorbikes are just like fuck economy, just open road. Yeah, but like they're quite economy. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what noise do they make? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Imagine putting a plastic bottle in the uh, brakes on an actual motorbike, no. a double motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I'd say, I've always wanted to get a motorbike, but I don't trust myself. Oh, I've I've wrapped everything I, that I've drove, uh, and also I know how I drive in cars. Right, I'm so impatient in cars. Like, oh uh, yeah, you, you would you would just be overtaking everything. I would be overtaking be everything, and I'd die, and I would, because every every time I'm in traffic and I see a motorbike, I'm not even I'm not even angry at them. I'm like, you lucky bastard, that must be the best thing. See, if I had a motorbike, I would be going down that fucking middle aisle. I'd have my feet on the handlebars, and I would just be kicking off every single wing mirror of a fucking car that didn't indicate. I would just I would just be like a, a social justice road warrior, right? Just but uh, I'd oh I'd be. I'd have a little a hammer, rush. a yeah. chain. Yeah, I properly would. I would have something on the back. I would have banana peels. I'd have pies. If I saw you being a, ba- <laughs> a red shell, <laughs> blue shell. If I saw you being a shitty driver, right? No one, because the only reason I temper in my road rage nowadays is because I know I'll get my fucking head kicked in. I would happily spend six months on a motorcycle and have them find me a lot of money and never be allowed to ride a motorcycle again. If for those six months I just got to be like I'm every shitty driver I see right I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the most obnoxious person in the world see if you see if you're one of the the I the only get mad at people who get mad on the road I, like if I'm like behind someone that's going slow like if I'm on a country road right and someone's doing a bit under the speed limit I can kind of just sit patiently behind them like, oh, I don't no, need no, to overtake them as much as I don't want to die yeah I'm so not, like I'm you, not you will be like up their arse you'll be like like bopping out can I get by I'm going to take this opportunity and I know a lot of people are like that I think I'm in the minority yeah. I will happily just fucking listen to my tunes Right. Sit behind them. I'm like, but, I, what am I going to say for a minute? I'm not annoyed at those people driving safely. I'm like, you are driving at the speeds you're comfortable at, but my, the speed I'm comfortable driving at, which is still, by the way, because I don't. If you're on, if you're on a 60 mile an hour road and it's fucking 4 a.m. and it's curvy and you want to do 40 miles an hour, I'm like, fine, right? You're you just you're not safe with that. I'm fine doing 60 on those roads, right? I'm a very good driver. I drive constantly. Like I've got decent reactions because you know I'm on pills. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got. Um, I get the, the one thing that I've downloaded on you, and you use this a lot. Was uh, I get annoyed at people who think me indicator is asking permission yeah, when it's, it's indicating? You know, when you're going to get back into lane. Say like your slip road's coming up, yeah. right? So you indicate to get in the left lane so you can take your slip road, and then they try and close that gap and not let you in, and mm. you're like, oh. Oh, I'm not asking if I can get in. Yeah. I'm indicating yeah. that that's I'm where I'm going. Literally if, telling if you. If I hit your car, this is fucking on you now, son. Oh, it's like when people <laughs> in BMWs close the gap. It's like, bitch, oh, yeah, I drive a Volkswagen Golf. Do you think I'm not willing to get this thing pinged? It's ten years fucking old. As if I give a shit if I nick your car. What are you doing, yeah. mate? I'll get out of the back and I'll punch your kid. See if I give a fuck. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I rarely get you get like um, quite a bit of people rage as well, especially in airports. Oh, like behind someone, and um, people are in the way a lot. Like I always try and live my life as don't be an obstacle to other people. So hmm. if other people have been an obstacle to me, I'm just like you've you've got your ethics all wrong. Yeah. You need to fix your ethics. Don't be an obstacle. Don't get in people's stop. way. Don't like walk into a doorway and then stop and ponder what you're going to do. Like fucking get out the doorway, get to the left, then stop and ponder. Yeah, it's always my, my rule. It's the same thing with driving with people is. You, you do not get to dictate the pace someone else lives their life, mm-hmm. right? If you want to go slow uh, on a, uh, if you want to go slow on a road, that's absolutely fine. But if you're, you know, if you're stopping someone getting back in or something, you're dictate you, and that's why I get annoyed by slow drivers because I'm like, you're dictating my pace. That's not the pace I want to go. You're, di-. and it's the same in fucking airports. That, that's why I'm, I'm surprised you hate London as much as you do, actually, because they've started getting systems where. Like going up an escalator, everybody stands on the right and walks on the left. So if anybody's walking, uh, standing on the left, the whole world has the right to get mad at them, even though this isn't a rule. Mm. This is just something that they've developed, right? You can go and fuck that cunt, get over to the right. Aye, but and, and they've developed that rule. Whereas if you're in Edinburgh, you guarantee you're on Waverley Station and you're going to step on the escalator and someone's going to be stood in front of you. Mm. So that's where the rest oh, but, of the world but, is flawed compared but, to London. But London is still like people are still slow. 
like it's um, like even though yeah they're they're very fucking I don't know what the word is uh, regimented. Aye, they're regimental. They'll, they'll yell at each other. They're self-policing. I'm also like, you are still all going far too slow for the pace I want to go. It's like, I've never, ever, ever understood people that go, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. No, it's absolutely about the fucking destination. What are you talking about? Of course it's about the fucking destination. Who enjoys the journey? What are you... Like, because uh, Milo McCabe always c- calls me on it. Like, whenever we're out going to clubbing, I want to get to the next place we're going, right? See if that's the thing. Uh, you, you Come on, finish your drinks. I'm like, like finish it. Uh, fucking chill out. Answer your pants. I run through that, yeah. Answer your pants. We're walking somewhere, right? And there's 10 people, and I know that I am the only person that's that, dashing ahead where we're all just having a chat. No, no, on no. The way. I'm the only person that, one, knows the way. Two is constantly checking where everyone is because I know I'm the one that's going to get a fucking phone call if someone gets lost and goes, do you know where... Because I'm the only one that's got a sense of direction, right? Everyone else will be like, we took a wrong turn, where are you? I'm the one that's going to... So I'm all the one that's going... Oh, probably at the shop. I'm, fo- I'm following the people at the front, right? And I'm like, I'll walk with you and I'll lead the way because none of you know where you're going. Oh, surprise, surprise. Tom and Kai are at the back, fucking shuffling the feet. So I go back and then those people are going too far ahead. So I've got to corral you and you're like, answer your pants. I'm like, you're literally not going where we're meant to be going I, I, give, I give less of a fuck when I, like if, if people drop off I just uh, feel like ah that text where I am I, but I, I just want to WhatsApp group I'm in the fucking such bulldog I, w- I want to <laughs> like I want to I want to be where we're going next because that's when I get to that's when I'm no longer in charge the one time I start getting rage with um, with other human beings is um, when I'm going through the airport security yeah and um, I have right, I've got a little smudge on my passport I spilt wine on it in Thailand Oh, is this this fucking cow at, uh, was it fucking Luton Airport? Yep. Oh, the, she the can one, die. The one at Luton Airport, uh, there was also a guy today that uh, kept looking at it, and he, did, like, he's, he didn't ask us about it, but he looked at it, and he was going to do something, and he, like, he scanned it, because it's an electronic, it, right, so there's a little like uh, smudge on the top corner, it doesn't, mm. like, none of my facial features are smudged, mm. but the top of my head is like uh, water blurred, mm. right, and... Um, and most people just scan it because it's electronic and it comes up on the screen as the fucking main picture yeah. that's on the system, yeah. right? And then look at my face and go, that's him. That's but, the, but, but to be fair, that guy there was well within his right because he's actually the passport checker. Yeah, but any of them, right? Any, yeah. right? So even that, yeah, I see what you're saying. The woman that was just checking my bag in, that was none of her business. Oh, she can fuck off. Like, uh, it's, it's such a fucking hack thing to say, but it was an easy jet flight, an orange flight with a woman with far too much... Uh, makeup on yeah. and we're just checking it's her bags it's not her jurisdiction it's not like her job this, this wasn't her it's not that, her job that wasn't her job like the, she wasn't on the security measures this was the same bitch like I had my uh, I had it's my like someone's helping you at the self-service checkout Aye. it's a self-service and she's there bossing you around and being rude to you yeah. and it's like someone coming up and just like grabbing your groceries and fucking scanning them through in Aye. a badge you're, like, you're I'm, like fucking hands off my shit I'm like I'm very glad that robots are. T- I'm real sad with the levels of unemployment but if a robot takes your job at least a robot's not going to be as much of a fucking cunt as you are because she was the same one I had my phone in one hand because I was checking the schedule right and I had my passport and my boarding pass in the other one I'd scan my boarding pass into the machine it'd give me the thing and she's like can I see your boarding pass and I was like you don't need to see it like I've put it in the machine and the next machine that needs it is over there and the woman that lets me in the flight or the man right that's those are the people that need to see the boarding pass you're bored right you're bored it's surplus right so I've got two hands filled and she goes I need to see your boarding pass so I put my passport in my pocket and I get the boarding pass and put my phone in the mouth and she goes I need also need the, um, I also need your passport I'm like can you not see that all of my extremities are literally occupied by the fucking arbitrary task you've got me doing oh man she like I really appreciate that people that are on poor wage jobs um, aren't going to be in a great spirit mm. and aren't going to have a nice time but like it makes us like kind of fucking glad though aren't you money like I'm just like you don't, you don't deserve to be on a decent paid job like I'll, I'll like, ne- you're not making an effort you're not trying to like claim your way up to a like a, a, you're not going to build up a skill set you're not going to like apply for shit I was like you're fucking stuck here oh, enjoy yeah. your six pound <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, but the, what I was getting at is every time the think about rejecting my passport, right? I know it can let me through. I've been to Australia on it. I've been to Thailand on it. I've been to Dubai on it. I've been to most countries in Europe by now on right. it, right? But we- every now and again, somebody considers ruining my, day, ruining my day, and I know they don't have to because Aye. every other place hasn't. Right? Just- and when they're thinking about fucking spoiling my day, 
I've killed them in five, six different ways in my head. Hi. Oh, yeah, as you said, okay, what happened to your passport? A big fat load of none of your fucking business. <laughs> like, nothing. I came on it. It's fake. It's also a bomb. It's none of your business what's wrong with my passport because you're not the passport person. The passport person is over there with the passport checking qualifications, not the stand up beside the machine in case it breaks down qualifications. And if, um, if I'm. Because the only reason I haven't replaced it is because I've needed it consecutively for a while. I maybe could have done it when I was at the fringe, I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I'd, I, anyway, I've been a bit complacent. It's life on the road. Mm. And um, it's, it's fucking. I, I need to get it done, but if you're going to spend fucking £300 plus on a passport, make it fucking waterproof. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. like, the things that aren't waterproof. Yeah, they're making. Travel document. Do you remember the first time you went to Australia and you found waterproof money? And you were like. Why is this not everywhere? <laughs> like, like, how is the rest of the world just seeing them doing that and going, ah, like Australia's ahead in that sense, but then also to Australia. How is Australia not watched what the rest of the world has done on gay marriage and not gone? It's so weird. Um, it's so weird how ahead that country is. In so many parts. And No, I think Australia used to be, I think we used to think Australia was ahead in the world. But when I visit now, but saying that, we all go to um, the metropolises. We all go to like Melbourne's and Sydney's who are really progressive. Like maybe the countryside is like, uh, I've never been out of the old like mining communities. I think think that's where the problem lies. Like Australia, I think we used to think of as very liberal because they had a female prime minister who was single and also openly an atheist. And it was like, holy shit. You didn't need to pretend to have a belief. You did to win the vote. But do you That's think the mullet population is bigger than we think? The the mullet, pop- the mullet population. Oh, absolutely. The Australia. bogan population. Yeah, clearly. I think that. And you're experiencing that everywhere in the world. Like the left wing were in charge for too long, and now it's the right turn for a while. And we're like, oh balls. We probably should have legalized that before, <laughs> before <laughs> because we've because I'm telling you right now, we've got several more years of right wing government before the left it always it's a fucking it pendulum it swings because everyone wants change yeah everyone wants change so we'll live in a fucking right wing thing we'll watch them you know Fuck hopefully do a good job like <laughs> deal with what you got don't want them to win but they have deal with, um, also speaking of Australians and driving like, i tell you who I'm glad doesn't drive Nick Cody not because I don't think he would be wouldn't be a good driver he's always on the beer no, just because Nick Cody is like you know how, uh, how angry I am most of the time and the impatience I have. Yeah, that's why me and Nick Cody get on so oh, well. Fuck yeah, he. <laughs> me and Nick Cody. I think he'd have really creative road rage though. Oh. I'd love to hear his insults when he's at the wheel. Oh, I think that would be an entertaining drive. Oh, I don't think there would be any creativity towards it. Like because <laughs> Nick would be so focused on driving that it would just be. Nick is because my road rage stops. I've never rolled down a window for road rage. Right, Nick would take his seatbelt off for road rage. I tell you about me made Craig opening the fucking guy's door. No, I opened the, opened the guy's. So he was in a van. I can't remember what happened. It was something about like the guy. Like I think Craig was a bit like up his ass and the thing. So the guy slowed down to, like five mile an hour and just crept. So every time Craig went over, take him in the van. He started speeding up again, right. get away, and he just messed, like, fucking Craig's a big dude, man, like, you don't fuck with him. Really? You just, you just don't. <laughs> Where's your fucking rear view mirror? Have a look what you're <laughs> fucking messing with. <laughs> and then uh, they pulled up at the traffic lights, it was fucking red light, and Craig pulled up to the other side of him, and just wound his window down, he shouted at him to wind, knocking on the fucking thing for him to wind his window mm. down, and this fucking guy's, like, trying to act like it's not happening, mm. and he just opened his door, and he started fucking shouting at him through the <laughs> from his van, through his door, and the guy fucking sped off fucking through the red lights and just people slamming their brakes on on the crossroads <laughs> this dude fucking flew off with the door flapping it's one of my oh. favourite things was that we had that um, oh yeah it happened the other day I can't remember where we were driving from but I was driving and um, I think what had happened was uh, I was probably I'll admit now I was probably in the wrong at the time I think I'd done everything fine but I think I hadn't indicated that I was coming off left uh. on the roundabout but that's because like the guy, the guy that was in the lane behind me, I didn't cut him off. He was literally following the car. I didn't indicate off left, but I was in the lane for going left. I didn't cut across any lane. Fair enough. I did need to indicate left, but he honked three times. One honk, or if he just flashed me, I would have been like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. But he went, uh, 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 and I'm like, right. <laughs> no. So obviously, window down, middle finger, there's your fucking dinner. Have that. And uh, 
just in the rear view mirror just the whole time. He was like, pull over, pull over. And I'm like, I'm not pulling over for your safety, right? It's not. So I don't think I don't think I could kick your ass. But if you think for a second you're getting out of this car and this guy's gonna watch you, like, for, and he just kept following us and following us and following us, and you were just like, please don't get me into a fight. And I'm like, I'm trying <laughs> is not it, to. Is this not the day we were totally hungover? Was it after Norwich? Yeah. I was like, oh God, no, was no, it wasn't after Norwich. It was. Was uh, it on the way to Warwick? Because I remember there was a day where I was rough as fuck. Oh yeah, it might oh, have been actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be in a fight. It was just like a fifty. It was a fifty-five-year-old man, like trying to start a fight with two regular gym goers, and uh, like some. Somebody- I probably wouldn't have hurt him. Probably just put him in the boot. <laughs> you bought a bar oh, car. <laughs> Man, that is one of the fucking. Can we just take his keys and throw them into the fucking farmer's field or something? This is one of my just, mo- something, just something fucking proper annoying that doesn't hurt him, but like. Oh yeah, that would be just yeah. Bullies him. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that w- that would be great. You throw his keys in the fucking woods. Uh, go, uh, go and uh, take the, take take make him just like threaten him and make him take all of the fucking. Um, Metal dusties off his car. Just yeah, watch just the tires deflate. Just fucking bully the car. Just fucking rev the engine and grind the gears. <laughs> uh, just make him sit. Just make him sit in the layby and just put his foot down on the accelerator so he just runs out of gas. <laughs> just make him sit there and just say, "He's like, can I stop now?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You want a dick? I was also a dick, right? But I wasn't, you know." I, I didn't chase you down and threaten you. I give you a middle finger. I deserved the honk. You deserved the middle finger. We both we both won there. You're the one that wanted this fight, okay? We did the nice thing. We stopped you getting into the fight, which you would have lost, but you do need to be punished socially. My mum's got one of the fucking craziest stories. Not her. It happened to her, but, like, mum works in the UN, so she's obviously travelling around doing conferences uh, around the world. And this is one of the reasons why I uh, won't gig in Russia. Uh, that and a multitude of other reasons that they terrify me. But there was, they were in like a, some part of uh, Russia. It was rural. Like I think they'd gone to Mos- Moscow, but then there was another bit, and there was an airport somewhere. And just w- one of her friends was uh, driving down uh, a road towards the airport, and just this. And it's a rural road. And it's quite early in the morning, and this uh, car pulls up. Oh, maybe it was late at night because it was the headlights. Yeah, so the car behind it, the car keeps flashing, flashing, flashing. So eventually pulls over and just these two big Russian guys come out and they go, give us your wallet, your keys and your passport. And he's like, are you kidding? They're like, this is our road. Give us the wallet, your keys and your passport. And he's like, can I keep the passport? Right, you can take the car, you can take the wallet. But like, I'm, I'm just walking, please, can I just have the passport? It's a, and they're like, all right, okay. And they take the car and they drive away. And he's just walking down. It's like six miles still to the airport. He's just like, they've got his phone as well. There's nothing he can do. He's just walking down there. And he sees two lights coming up the road. And they pull over. And two massive Russian guys get out. And they go, give us your wallet and your phone. He's like, I've just been through this. I've literally just, I've literally just gone through this. Like, they took my car. And he's like, he's trying to stay strong, like not show weakness. And they're like, hold on. Somebody stole your car on this road. And he's like, yeah. How long ago? He's like, about 45 minutes ago. Well, where did they go? And he points back down the road. They're like, stay here, right? And they speed off. And he just sat there for two hours, just passport. He's missed his flight. It's not anything to do. He's just sat at the side of the road, hearing wolves howling in the background. And then two headlights start coming down the road behind him, right? And it's his rental car and the other car, right? And one of the big, the second of the Russian guy gets out of the car. He goes, is this your car? And, they, and he goes, yeah, that's the rental. And they give him the keys, give him his wallet, give him his phone. And they open up the boot to their car. And they go, and were these the two guys that stole it? And it's just <laughs> two gagged Russians. And he goes, yeah, and that's... Patch. Yeah, and, and, they, and he just goes, yeah, that's them. And they go, go to the airport and never come back. La, 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 la. <laughs> no honour amongst thieves. No, 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 that is honour amongst thieves. Uh, no, that's dishonour amongst thieves getting retribution. Alright, no. Because like, they were like on their patch if there was on our most right. then. One of them had no one. Yeah. Is that a true story then? I mean, it's like. Because it, it reeks of folklore. It does reek of folklore, but it was told to me by my mum, and, and she was told. It's a bedtime it. story. Uh, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> while we were in Russia. So where have we been? Because right, we, we couldn't remember where we'd done the last podcast because we were so dis- discombobulated and confused. Uh, because in the space of five countries, I've had three hours sleep. Do you know that? Because I missed that one night. Um, I have been to Ljubljana, where I woke up. Oh, let's talk about Ljubljana. Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's actually work out where we were. So we must have recorded the podcast in Bratislava is where we were. We were on... It was after the gig. We were on the bed drinking the wine. Yep. So after Bratislava, we went to uh, Belgrade, uh, the lovely and terrifying, as always, Belgrade. Um, also... Um, uh, big thank you uh, to the people in Belgrade. There was that lovely girl who, by the way, was the first winner of the Who Choose Juice shirt. Yay. She literally was not expecting it in Belgrade because we'd not been there for two years. It was one place where we absolutely did not expect to have podcast listeners. But she was the first one that came up to us. She was like, I choose juice. It was so, literally the first audience member we spoke to after putting it out on the podcast. So it went so away. We released the podcast that day. So she won the first Who Choose Juice shirt. And then gave us a lovely gift and, of some grape wine. Yeah. Grape brandy. Yeah, grape brandy, which we're going to say for when we are in Amsterdam, Amsterdam we'll that. Uh, um, so thank you to uh, genuinely thank you to everyone in Belgrade thank you to the, for the muggle socks to the, the fan in um, Ljubljana the fan in Ljubljana uh, we are loving getting uh, gifts of fans by the way so if, yeah, um, uh, and it's an awful thing to ask for <laughs> but just a thank you to everyone that has because every single one of them has I, made it laugh I'm not asking but I'm saying I fucking love it oh, I've just, I'm just, all we're telling you is we remember who brought us gifts and we talk to them longer uh, yeah, and so thank you to everybody who brought us the gift of weed aye aye so in Ljubljana the guy who was like I listened to the podcast and I was like alright okay I'll give you and you've given us a muggle he didn't say who's juice, juice juice but I was like you did give us muggle socks and he's like I've not listened to last week's podcast and I was like I feel it would be shitty if you've brought us this gift and I don't give you a gift in return. So he got the second one. So there's two left. Nobody in Cluj and nobody in uh, Zagreb listens to the podcast. So. At all. No. Despite having quite a lot of return fans. Oh, yeah, too. The places None where we them. have some of the biggest audiences. Um, Maybe they're not interested. Maybe podcasts haven't caught on yet. <laughs> In those countries. Just like game uh, As well, while we um, mentioned, we've got a, uh, a few listeners from the European tour on our podcast. Nick Cody and Mickey Bartlett are going to be following our footsteps in a month's time. Yes, yes. So, um, annoyingly, Zagreb. Uh, oh no! If you are in uh, Belgrade, um, uh, Nick Cody and Mickey Bartlett are going to be there next month. Uh, we speak about Nick Cody all the time on the podcast. He is, to both of us, genuinely one of the best working uh, comedians. He is hysterical. I've watched his show. I watched it five days in a row when I was in uh, Brisbane just because I enjoy his stand-up yeah. uh, that much. Uh, Mickey Bartlett is also a phenomenal comedian. He's doing at The Support. Go see them there. And they are also in Cluj uh, uh, next yeah, month. Yeah, they're both killers. They're, and they're, they're coming around Europe. And uh, I think it might be... The, the, I mean, the, I think they've done the occasional gig in Europe yeah. each, but this is the first European tour, isn't it? I think, yeah. Cody's done his solo show in Belgrade before, but he's doing a bit more. So definitely uh, get involved in that. Yeah, because the more famous Nick Cody gets in these places and the more famous I gets in these places mean in five years' time we can finally do the dream tour uh, which will just be called like we'll just call it on the road or something like a, ro- a road show where we'll it's just a bunch of us going a road show that's the one dream we want to eventually do in Europe is one year I just won't write a new show but once I get to my 15th we'll one do, like, I'll a take a year off of comedians. yeah and we'll mix, it, we'll mix it up as well you know we'll get five comedians on the road and We'll, you know, be us two, and then each week we'll get three new comedians on. We'll get like, yeah. you know, Andrew Stanley, Gareth Warren. No, maybe. Um, uh, Ljubljana. So in Ljubljana, we have been to Ljubljana for the past uh, three years on tour. It's so always this is my fourth. This is so my fourth. This is the fourth year. It's always been one of our uh, favorite gigs. It's always it's just an absolute joy there. We've stayed in the same fucking hotel every year, and this year. We had um, we didn't need to get picked up until the next day till like eleven. It was a, yeah, and we're looking at the schedule ahead. And it was a going, Saturday night. Oh, we've got it was Saturday night. We got picked up at eleven. The next two days are four o'clock, so there's not much we could fucking do the next two nights. So, so yeah, let's, let's, let's go, go and have a drink. Have a drink. So we asked the audience, "Well, where's good to drink?" And they keep saying, "Place called Metal Cova," and I'm like, "Which is, is like a squat? It used to be a prison." <laughs> yeah, it's a squat. It used to be a prison, and I'm like, "And what bar there?" And they're like, "We can't." What bar should we meet you in? They're like, no, no, there's no, no you don't meet in bars. You just go to Metal Cova. And I'm like, be more specific. There's obviously like a bar. It's army barracks. Yeah. Like, is that or a prison? Well, it was army barracks and then it was a prison. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So they're now being- it's a night out. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, go there and it's, 
the thing that annoyed us most. It's literally five minutes from the hotel we've stayed in for the past four fucking years. Oh, and we've just is, missed this place. It is just down the road. Like you, we fell out of a hotel down, down the road that we thought it was on going, well, this is dead. Turned a corner and went, oh, this must be it. And it was like Ross Kemp on gangs that there's just people who were fucking... Ross on gangs, but the nicest people in the world. With bandanas on their mouths and shit and like fucking just... Everyone like, is drinking outside. There's a climbing frame that everyone hangs on. And it's not... There's a club there which plays music, but the other bars aren't really bars. They're kind of just like someone's, someone's house. house where they're serving... Booze. Plastic cups with like wine and spirits in, and like cheap as fuck. Cheap as fuck. Two glasses of wine, right? Two glasses of wine, uh, red wine, and I mean big glasses of red wine. There's no yeah. measurements in Europe because they're, they're just plastic cups. They're just like plastic a, cups. Like a plastic, four euros, like half a pint, really. Four euros for half a pint of fucking wine. Well, I went in with uh, ten euros, and I was like, I'll get two glasses of wine, and two shots. This is going to be like, you know, that was in Iceland. It'd be fucking twenty five. Euros. Yeah, Sweden. Oh, but there she was like, "Yeah, here's your change," and I'm like, "Change, change for tana. four drinks, <laughs> you fucking." And these are big shots, and then we're um, some yeah, of they, were th- th- they were double shots because uh, like it was catch me off guard when I was going to shoot it, and I needed to do a second gulp. Yeah. Oh, that second gulp's naughty because like a bit stays in your mouth. And one of the we met some uh, fans there. We also met uh, one of our fans works in a hostel there, so she had met like there was two uh, English. Uh, people there. There was also a guy from Brazil and a guy from Argentina. And we were hanging around uh, with them. And Austin point, from Argentina, not not to be mistaken from Argentina. Oh, never mind. I fucked it. Go on, try again. Not to be mistaken for Argentina from Austin. Oh, okay, well, it wasn't worth it. But um, we at I'm one point very, she goes, very tired. <laughs> she goes, "Do you want any weed?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'd love some weed." And she goes, "Just go outside." And we go outside, and he goes, "Do you want weed?" And I'm like, "Were you waiting for us?" He's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> How much was like ten pound a gram? Ten euros ten, a gram? Yeah, ten ten euros for a gram. Like when he's stocked up, <laughs> flights <laughs> were like all of it. <laughs> um, so we're just sitting there in a fucking park. Well, there was a, the bit where she was like, "Hey," because we heard about the prison, and she was like, "Ah, oh, the hostel where I'm where I'm at." Uh, is an old prison do you want to come see it so we went in it's got like these big fucking metal gates like you were expecting a prison and then they went the dungeons downstairs mm. and if anyone's followed one on my Instagram and my Snapchat stories we went down into the dungeon and there was just a moment where I'm in what I still consider Eastern Europe even though they offended when you call it Eastern Europe Aye. it's still fucking too far east for my leg you know the, yeah the, is, uh, that was the, the graffiti on the walls is yeah. Eastern Europe yeah in, in, Bra- in Bratislava it was like it's nice to be in Eastern Europe they're like we're not Eastern Europe I'm like you're east of Scotland okay anywhere where you look at the high rise buildings and think I could have made that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're in Eastern Europe yeah. yeah look if I don't understand the graffiti like if the graffiti you have in your walls reminds me of a Call of Duty game you're if, Eastern Europe if all of the health and safety legislation is just one line saying watch what you're doing <laughs> you're Eastern if your idea of cooking a steak is running a fucking lighter under it for 30 seconds and calling that medium rare, you're Eastern Europe, okay? So, where if Eastern every time I do a shot of what you've done, I could also use it to take the fucking paint off of my car, but I don't need to because none of the cars have paint on it, you're Eastern Europe. And we love you. You're the best. If you say vodka with a W, it don't sound like you've got a speech impediment. Yeah. You're Eastern Europe. I, lo- I do love, and I know they're not all Eastern Europe, and it, it, it's the same thing. We're so hypocritical because that's like, I'll snap at these people if they call me British or English. I'll be like, no, I'm Scottish. I'm doing the exact same thing. It's ignorant meets ignorance. You know what I find funny about in, in Serbia as well, and I mentioned this day, is there's certain like, cultures where I think they're hard. Like, I think Geordies are hard people, especially Ashton. Right. Like uh, in Northumberland, that's a hard race of people, right? You go to Glasgow, and they're hard people, like a battle hardened. Oh, yeah. And face. Edinburgh. In it. <laughs> <laughs> hardened from all the violin lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've just got calluses on their fingers <laughs> from just playing too much fucking jazz piano. Um, and then you get to Serbia, and you're like, Oh, that's what hard looks oh, like. Oh, man. <laughs> you like... And it's not an insult, like, because, like, the women in these countries as well, and some of the men, are very, very attractive people, but I'm just like, you all sharpen your fucking t- t- uh, knives with your teeth. Like what, that's, what was it you said that they all look like GTA villains? Yeah, they all look like people from the fourth Grand Theft Auto game. Like, remember Nico? Yeah. I'm just like, like, you... <laughs> and they laugh at that. They're just like, yeah. 
Yeah, they're hard looking cunts. Oh, there was a guy uh, last night. So we're, we're in, sorry, yeah, get to the point. So we're in what I consider Eastern Europe with these hard looking motherfuckers who are actually fucking sweet people, but like, the look sweet. like they've seen some things, right? Because they have. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we ended up in a hostel that used to be a prison in its dungeon, and I just felt like this was like so many layers of like. Get the fuck out of there! Yeah, <laughs> that like, it was and we're laugh. just. She's like, we're just taking Snapchat stories. She's like, do you want to come to uh, a place where police don't come and hang her in a little prison thing? We're like, yeah, of course. What's the worst thing can happen? We've left our passports at home. That's fine, isn't it? And her, is there no signal down there? Perfect. That's exactly where we'll go. Yeah, I was, I was like, fuck. Imagine like the door clinks and we get locked in. And you went, I know there's no Wi-Fi. It's <laughs> <laughs> a millennial. Um, oh, that was the other thing that. This was cl- there was a point in that night uh, where we were being knobs. Oh, but sorry, just while we're on the Eastern Europe thing, uh, Trecluse, Transylvania last night. I do my thing where I talk about fucking orange juice with pulp in it. Spoiler alert: I don't like pulp and orange juice. It's the only time I ever talked to an audience member, and I uh, spoke to a guy called uh, Florian, and it took me a while to get his name uh, right. And I'm probably still saying it wrong. And uh, after the show, we do hugs after the show, and uh, he comes up and he goes to shake the hand. Now. Here's my rule. If a girl ever goes to shake my hand, I'll shake her hand. I'll not force the hug sort of thing. Yeah. Right? I'm just like, right, you've... I'll, but with big men, I'm like, you, I'll hug, come on, we get a hug. It doesn't feel like it's been intrusive if, yeah. you're, the, so yeah. if you're the submissive. Like, I'll hug female fans if they open their arms. I'll go, yep, I'm 100% in. But if a guy, if a girl's like, here's my hand, I'm like, right, I'll, I'll let you. But if a guy, if you're a guy, I'm hugging you. I know that's probably wrong, but you've seen the show, you've waited in the queue, you want to meet me, we can fucking hug. And this guy was floating. He's I was like, hey, Florian. He's like, we don't do hugs here. And I'm like, well, I'm about to bring some British culture over to you. And he was like, ah, and we hug and we're laughing away. And he was like, it's funny when you talk to me. I'm glad you didn't make too much fun. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really insult audience members. And he's like, oh, it's funny because I do have a gun. And then his wife, I went, ha, and his wife laughed. And she was like, oh, he doesn't. And I jokingly went, but he does, though. And she went, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so he was joking about using his gun on you. Yeah. And he had to go, I do have a gun. Yeah, but I was <laughs> I was joking about using it on you. But you do have one, though. Yeah, I yeah. do have one. Yeah, of course <laughs> I do. Is it a hunting one? Sure. Sure, not on me. Yeah. But is it on you? Well, it's in the car. It's in the, car. <laughs> it's in the glove box. I can go get it, but I'm not going to use it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. I could get it, but I won't. <laughs> like, um, should we just... Do over, shake hands. <laughs> so uh, when we're, we're we're very high and very drunk and just like that bit, the metal culvert in Ljubljana. Well, the second I walked in there, I was so glad we went because that is exactly the type of place I would normally hate. Like I, you know, I'm I've never been a fight. I'm looking around. This is all very hard Eastern Europeans. They're all lovely, but I've just got my little bit of like, uh oh, something could go wrong here. We eventually get, uh, but I loved it. I really did. I can't and wait I, to go back. I loved back. how, like, because normally I would, like, dislike a place, like, if you're in a bar and people started coming up and chatting to you, like, it happened when we were in Dublin and you were with some friends and um, just a random couple of people, muggles, pure, like, pure fucking muggles come up and went, oh, can we sit with you guys? Yeah. And like, like, no. Like, I think I actually said no, didn't I? This is just to clarify. This isn't the guy, the fan that bought us drinks. No, there hadn't been. No, no, no. You know, you're not. You're thinking. It was the one that asked if I was a DJ. No, no. You're thinking of Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because you you nearly because what that's there was that lovely guy. Oh yeah, he was great. He was someone from the audience. Yeah. We already like we met them afterwards. We let them into our dynamic. This was sorry Aberdeen, uh, where they come up and start asking like, oh, what are you doing up here? Are you a DJ? Are you like and just start like uh, like interview journalist questions that were fucking really weird. Yeah, they joined our table with our friends and they were like, we're twins, and we're like, that's so obviously a lie, and we, but you're doing it to be quirky. Yeah, and the, then they were like, oh, can we join you after being, like, fucking weird? Just, and we're like, like no, no, we're hanging out with friends. 100% not. Yeah. Like, swinging a miss. And to clarify, uh, these weren't people who were at the show, just people in bars, can we join you? No, we came to hang out with friends. So, in, like, in that kind of thing, like, if, if people are just intrusive, like, uh, non show related, we love, like, people coming up after the shows, like... I'm not, not saying that at all but when uh, you're in a place and people are intrusive and they come up and just try and force themselves on you I find it off-putting but in that place it felt like so the norm and it felt like there wasn't anyone shit there no. so like when people come up and start chatting to you 
You're like, oh, fucking sweet. I had a fucking lovely conversation with a guy who uh, was, was from... Top of a climbing room. frame. Top of a climbing frame. He's like, where are you from? And we're like, oh, would you, you know, from Scotland, England. We chat away for a bit. Then we meet the fans that we were going to meet there. Now, you can say that, that we we loved it and there was no bad guys there. The point I wanted to get on to, it gets to about two in the morning. You and I are very, very high and very, very drunk. And I can tell we're very, very high because it's getting to the point where the locals that we're hanging out with have stopped listening to us because... We're just going into our sort of secret language where yeah. I understand everything you say. We understand whenever it's you. It's all in jokes that it, we've developed over six weeks on tour. A lot, a lot of in jokes are in there, but also we're talking fast. We're cutting each other off because we know uh, the joke that's coming up. We're being silly billies. Silly, silly gooses. Just fun with, fun with friends. Geese. <laughs> Geese. And uh, so we're sat. And the, we were two, like three, we were hanging out with three girls and two guys. And the three girls were very, very attractive, uh, but you and me are just fucking sitting there, right? I'm, dr- I'm high and drunk, and I'm just not. They've heard all my engagement stories, so they know to back the fuck off. Aye, aye. They're, they're very couth. <laughs> <laughs> and these two Sophian guys, and I knew what they were doing the second they came over. They saw us giggling away like fucking idiots. Oh, it was like fucking textbook Neil Strauss shit as oh, well. Like. They were absolutely trying to game. They came in and they started talking to the Slovenian girls and in Slovenian. And they clearly tried to insult us, but we weren't paying attention. And they were insulting us in Slovenian. And, uh, they were, and the girl went, oh, da, da. And they went, oh, oh you, you English. And I was like, well, he's English. I'm uh, Scottish. So what are you doing here? We're like, ah, we're comedians. And they clearly tried to make a joke in Slovenian that neither of the girls laughed at. And I was like, oh, you, you want to have a game of we'll insult you in our own language, oh, will you, we? You <laughs> roasted them to the left. Oh, Jesus. They didn't understand a fucking word didn't, of it. Didn't understand a word. Because they, didn't, they clearly didn't have the chemistry that we have together. Because <laughs> we, every time you insulted them, I would laugh their ass off. And they, just could, and they would try and come back. And I would just laugh over the top of them. Say something that they wouldn't understand. <laughs> and then even to the point where they, like, I would say certain things and it would get a laugh. And you could just see them. And it was, oh, it was such a, it was such a fucking joyous moment just watching them after 10 minutes and they'd be saying stuff no reaction and, and then they give up and walk away oh so oh, good yeah, what was it yeah, yeah. one of them one of them looked, went to one of them it looked like a q-tip that was having chemo <laughs> it was just this tall gone white guy <laughs> Uh, well, I, I yeah. wish, I oh, wish yeah. I could remember fucking what we said because that was uh, I mean one good form that night anyway it was uh, if we do say so ourselves if we do say so ourselves we fucking pull off a belt of that night like. right. so that was, I think that was one of my favourite nights out on tour and we, I, I want to recommend that place as well as a place for people to go what's it called? Ljubljana if you go to Ljubljana no, the, the place is the, called Metal yeah. Cova it is a street you're going to walk down a street that as is most places in Eastern Europe it's roadworks It's a a bit like um, Christiania in Copenhagen. Yeah. You're going to walk in there and it's going to be a massive culture shock because it was to me, I was like, holy fuck, I'm so out of my depth. This seems scary. And the second you talk to one person and the bartender smiles at you, you're like, this place is the fucking best. But to be fair, we did ask the girl. We were like, so this seems like a really cool place. There must be no fights here ever. She's like, well, you know, the police had to come yesterday because somebody was throwing bombs. <laughs> yeah, she did say that, didn't she? Yeah. So flippantly. So flippantly. Yeah. Like, she was like, yeah, small uh, bombs. Not like heart bombs, but, you know, loud bombs. I'm like, oh, the worst. Like fair way. Yeah, the, f- the finest of all bombs. But still, let's not be mistaken here. Bombs. Yes. Um... And then we haven't uh, we haven't seen much of the last couple of places we were. Um, we, I mean, we hung out with Nino and Natasha at uh, Instagram. But to be fair, we have seen a lot of Croatia in the past couple of years. Yeah, and we still got to hang out with them, which is always a joy. And we're yet to see much of because we'll go to Transylvania. Mm. And um, well, I want to go to the Salt Mine. I want to go to Brand Castle. But like, we'll fucking have like, any time. We'll like, right. get there late. But. I think next year we'll we'll kind of we'll prioritise that we get a decent uh, not a day off, but like a late flight in Cluj. Yeah. Uh, but even the best one is uh, t- t- tonight. We are in uh, Sofia in uh, Bulgaria. Our first time here as well. Tomorrow is a uh, uh, travel day. We're going to Copenhagen, and here's how. Here's a, I don't know if this is stupid. We'll know tomorrow. Our flight gets in at like 4 p.m. And we obviously, it's the day off. We want to go to Christiania, which is a place in Copenhagen where the police just agree not to go. go. They just sell joints there. The only there. law is don't take photos. Don't take photos. Uh, they just sell weed there. You can go there. Get hot. It's very good weed. Uh, there's a lot of lovely fucking it's restaurants. It's like celebrity endorsed, like Ice Cube and uh, Lady Gaga like up in there. They'll go and do gigs there. So I want to go there. And here's, I don't know if this is experience, but here I'm like, oh, we land it. We land at four. 
I wonder if the illegal drug sellers stop selling drugs at five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a genuine thought. It's a genuine thought. Yeah, and it's but, a Tuesday. I feel like it's just another weekend. Like if we because we'll get to the hotel at five. I'll probably need to shower. Probably not going to get there till six. Like, do do they work nine till five? Is it? What a way to make a living! <laughs> Look, I'm genuinely, and I know it's so. I know the second. What a we, bad business model for selling weed. I know. I know the second. Selling it when people are at work. I know the second we get there tomorrow, we'll get there at seven, and they'll still be selling weed, and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, obviously, obviously, it's like metal cover. Of course, it is. Of course, there's bars in there." Yeah, because when uh, when we asked the guy that uh, the guy that came up and started talking to him in the climbing frame, mm. that's when it closed. He seemed so confused. Oh yeah, we're like, <laughs> like how can you? Cl- why would it close yeah. Climbing frame he's like, <laughs> so we're like, he's like So yeah So what time do these bars close He's like They're people's kitchens <laughs> Like they close When people leave <laughs> Like that's oh. yes, It's just an ongoing thing Like you just go and hang out there And there's There's a oh. squat Speaking of Let's get into uh, The the next couple of true days But again We just have to do this Because we mean these things To everyone in uh Ljubljana, Zagreb, and Cluj. Uh, it's they're, they're just so good. They're just fucking excellent gigs. Thank you so so much uh, for coming, and we promise to see you all uh, next year. Uh, Wednesday, the twenty fourth of October, we are in Copenhagen. Uh, Thursday, the twenty sixth, we are in Oslo. Friday, we are in Stockholm. Saturday, we are in Reykjavik, and on Sunday, we are in Amsterdam. Um, yes. So please, we, we will be joined on the podcast by Barry Casnola and Rich Massaro and and Snunky and uh, Snunky the Snake Monkey's fucking just pulled out a late uh, Ryan Sponge Cullen, uh, one of our friends. He, he was. Hold on, like, why, why we call him uh, Sponge Cullen? We call him Sponge because we went. Uh, this is when we first met him, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We went to Cork Independence Festival, um, where we turned up. Uh, with no luggage, not even hand luggage. We flew without hand luggage that oh, day, right. walking through like we're, um, like we're up to something. Um, and we get there, and they've already put a tent up, and he gives us his airbed out of his tent. Yep. Because there's two of us and one of him. Because he's a good bed. guy. Good guy. So his first meeting, there's the airbed. But um, his tent had a leak, and it had rained through the night. There was a big puddle in his bed. And his, his tent was on a hill, so just naturally during the night when he's fucked, he's rolled down to the bottom of his tent. And in the, the morning, water. the puddle was gone. And he absorbed all of it. <laughs> he absorbed all he, of it. Like, he climbed into a puddle and then woke up in a dry tent, wet, <laughs> so, <laughs> wet through. Yeah. So we call him Sponge Cullen. But we also call him Snunky because... Because he was a, he's a snake because... He's a um, snake. A, fr- a friend of ours, who's um, actually a comedian, Abagalaya Shwam, I'll never get to pronounce that surname properly, Shwam. Abagalaya. Abagalaya. Uh, started texting us in our WhatsApp from his phone, just going, uh, hey, it's Abagalaya, I hope you're all well, and there's like 10 of us in this WhatsApp. But we're like, this WhatsApp group, as much as I love Abby, has got so much classified information. Oh, yeah, like you cannot go into work, <laughs> like you can't, that, that is the most classified WhatsApp group in the world, that you just can't, because so much of it is easy to take out of context. Everyone's true colours come out. Uh, yeah, because um, it's, it's fucking what, 10 comedians, really so think. it's just the worst fucking jokes, the worst things we've ever uh, said about each other to each other, about Sometimes other comedians. Like, as harsh as possible to try and, like, as we're unshockable, yeah. yeah, we'll try and shock each other. So we're trying to shock each other, because uh, we know it's a safe just space. just of someone else saying any of that, like, out of the context, right. especially so, a friend. So we've always called him Snake. So I, I was there, uh, admin, and I, I kicked them out immediately and I was like what a snake cunt right. <laughs> giving this fucking whatsapp to somebody else so we called but, um, him snake and then when we were in Ibiza and we were having lots of drinks touch his nose uh, so, uh, we done pills and uh, if you've ever done ecstasy you'll understand that sometimes your face goes a little bit gurney and uh, we're out and Ryan was having the time of his life dancing he's a big grin on his face big, cheeky little monkey big grin cheeky little monkey so Doesn't we just made it he's a snake S- snunky snake monkey uncle snunky uncle snunky uncle snunky sponge cullen and he's uh, yeah we'll have him on the podcast we'll talk about much more uh, also follow Cullen's Instagram and Snapchat because he is one of the best yeah Ryan Cullen on Instagram is so so fucking funny oh when he documented the fucking storm <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like storm Brian come through Dublin was, was, it wasn't Brian it was um, Ophelia yeah Ophelia Wait, oh yeah those common fi- yeah those are close together <laughs> <laughs> 
I got two uncles, one called Brian, one called Ophelia. I get them mixed up. Um, so uh, that was on, and he just did one. Because he'd done, he done a bunch, right? He'd done like, this video diary of him locked in the house, but every time he looked out the window, it was just a mild day. <laughs> and uh, it was on the news, and on the news it went, check on your neighbours. So he, like, he, put, he paused it and then zoomed in on the check on your neighbours, and then the next Snapchat, he's hanging out the window going, Malsey! <laughs> Mal- Malcolm! Barry, you all right? <laughs> you <laughs> on the mildest day oh my god I was fucking dying oh. so he's gonna he's gonna be there as well yeah. that, that's like um, that's gonna be such a good one because it's, it's, it's uh, that's the last minute thing for him because he was meant to be doing a tour of America tasting biscuits alright he's on the, the <laughs> internet uh, series at Facts where it's like Irish people play soggy biscuit or whatever the fuck they do um so he was doing an American tour. But now he's going to join us in Amsterdam. Uh, we're also going to have uh, the king uh, that is Barry Castanola on the podcast. And then also uh, King Muggle himself, Rich Masara. We've got three of the funniest people we know making the deal. I do think th- th- Sunday's podcast is going to be probably a two-hour special. It's going to be pandemonium. It's going to be utter chaos because we've also got that big bottle of fucking booze that that uh, great girl in um, Belgrade gave us to go through. Yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely tune into that one. That That'll be utter chaos to our European fans. I will try and keep everyone's accents in check, but we will be incredibly high and incredibly drunk. Oh, Rich Massara's accent, you're going to keep that in check? Oh, yeah, no, Rich Massara <laughs> will be absolutely... Even Barry, Barry will probably be fine. But uh, it's not going to be all right. He just mumbles, doesn't he? All right. Uh, we have talked too much, so we can only go on to dad jokes. Oh, we talked too much? All right. Can we uh, stick it to some muggles? No, we got to go meet Smelly Belly. Oh, shit, sure, yeah. Matthew um, Ellis and Sophia. Right. Uh, she consented though your dad's pubes are so long he's braided a bit on the side which means he can pull them back and he uses that bit like the little curtain bit for drapes <laughs> he draws his pubes no no he's, he braids them he's, they're so long they go down so uh, like beads uh, you know those you know, those, the, the beads, those bits there that hold the curtains back either side he oh, braids yeah. bits of his pube to hold them to back, hold them back. Uh, nice. and it's also if he ever goes for a second wank he calls it the encore <laughs> So when he holds it back, what does he hook it on to? Does he just... Does he got oh, little, just... Has no, he got piercings no, on either side of his groin? Well, no, just like his plucks. Piercing. His plucks. <laughs> that, that means zit in Scottish, doesn't uh, it? Right. Uh, your, dad, your dad turned up for his dinner lady shift on a Saturday. <laughs> he just likes wearing the costume. <laughs> uh, your dad rides a motorbike, but because they don't have seat belts, he's glued a butt plug to the seat and rides in arseless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> He's never came off. No. He's crashed it loads. And to be fair, he also has come off it. <laughs> it's a vibrating he's, butt plug. He came off it. <laughs> On the last day of the old one pound coins, uh, your dad went and got rid of all of them from his big protein tub at the strippers. <laughs> your dad got thrown out of the zoo for leaving lipstick marks on the screen of the monkey exhibit. <laughs> Your dad puts a towel around his waist, takes off his jeans, puts his pyjamas on, and then removes the towel when he's getting changed on his own. <laughs> uh, every time your mum queefs, your dad gets the priest round to do an exorcism on her because he's convinced it's the ghost screams of all the sperm who didn't make it. <laughs> your dad picks his nose and feeds it to babies and dogs. <laughs> your dad is gluten intolerant, lactose intolerant, and immigrant intolerant, but still loves a cheesy falafel wrap. <laughs> Your dad found out that every pelican crossing has that spinning thing underneath to indicate the blind people went across, so now that's why he always puts his chewing gum. What thing? Do you not know about that? Underneath every pelican crossing, like, you know, the box that you press the button, Aye. walk, don't walk, uh, underneath it there's this little, like, spinny cone that, like, if you put your hand underneath it, you can feel the cone spinning when it's the green light. Is there? Yeah. Nah, I know what this is. No, no. Nah, nah. That, doesn't that would exist. be a great way of delivering it. By just like slipping it in a dad joke, genuinely is there. Genuinely, nah. you can't even check because we're in Sofia. I'm not. I'm absolutely under no circumstances. You don't know about the spinning dial? Because oh, it doesn't exist. I'm not falling for a fucking true lie. Right, because I know that you're never going to be able to find out that this is um, this is true. So I'm going to ask could somebody. Oh, get all your fucking little fucking all team muggins to come fucking lie to me. Get them to back team me. Team muggins, send them like a, I don't know, like put your phone on selfie mode, get on any fit, and show them the disc. Man, if- or Google it. Well, you're not going to Google it, are you? No, because that counts as you winning. Uh, I won anyway. Your dad has. Ri- Does it count as me winning if I'm right and you don't look it up? 
Mm. I mean, it's, a, it's 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 definitely half a victory. Anyway, if everyone goes and checks on that, you'll probably find his dad's chewing gum. Your dad has written a muggins and cream sexual fan fiction, and I know it's him because he signs off with definitely not Kev, and let her smell exactly like his perfume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was up, dude? Yeah, your your dad reads self help books out loud on the bus, <laughs> and the passengers always tell him to keep his eye on the road. <laughs> <laughs> your dad lost his virginity on a washing machine. Sorry, to a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Dry load. Right. She was on her menstrual cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Quick wash. Uh, your dad watches Japanese porn where the fannies are pixelated. <laughs> your dad ties his own. He squints when he's watching it to try and make the pixels disappear, but he just looks like he's... he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> your dad ties his own shoes together and then falls over so he can yell, Oh, guys, not this again, loudly in public so people think he is friends. <laughs> Um, your dad plays dot to dot with his back knee in the mirror. <laughs> your dad masturbates in wind tunnels. <laughs> your dad has one Celtic slipper and one Ranger slipper because he can't decide. <laughs> your dad is the lead singer in a Limp Biscuit tribute band where he cries all the way through every song and the band is called Soggy Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> your dad took a water pistol out of Auschwitz to try and lighten the mood. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> He even wore, he wore his boob apron in the Anne Frank Museum. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> He's chair, Dad, right? you can't do that. Dad, that's... Well, I, <laughs> Dad, I'm going to have to have a word with him. That's, seri- like, that's seriously not on that. <laughs> He's not in the right place, though. Like, He's just trying to cheer everyone up because they're going through a tough time. Oh, oh I'm, uh, I'm, uh, look, it's... Right, all right. It's a brutal way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we will see you on uh, we'll speak to you on Thursday after we have yeah we'll talk to you when we're in oh it's going to be a high podcast the next one everyone's favourite and by everyone's we mean ours and everyone hates them because they don't understand the podcast we're going to do high in Denmark oh, of course we are yes alright speak to you later cunts All right, bye bye